Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL East Podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Facebook, join our NFL East Facebook group. You can watch every episode of the podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. That's NFL boy Brandon. He's on YouTube. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, fellas? What's up? I got a complaint. I think... uh, I think you guys' teams need to be better because you're making my predictions look bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, right. really disappointed in you guys. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is a this is a rough week. A rough week for multiple reasons, and I'm sure we'll get into all of those. Um, it's it's hard right now being a Dolphins fan. Extremely hard. So. Um. Of course, tonight what we're going to do is games of the week, week 16. We will run through the Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday games. Um, kind of just do our takeaways, um, takeaways from the East. But first, let's kick it off with a little bit of news from the East. We got some injury updates. And, uh, yeah, some uh, quarterbacks being fined for low blocks. What the hell is this crap? Um I don't know, man. Anyways, let's kick it off. News from the East. All right. First off, um, the Jets have announced Mike White is going to start against the uh, Seahawks. um, And Zach Wilson will be inactive. So, um yeah, kind of my notes for the game when we when we get to the takeaways of the game. My biggest takeaway from that game was, okay, the Jets are done <laughs> with, with Zach Wilson. They're done at least for this season. They're done with Zach Wilson. So yeah, at least for this season. They say they're not. They're not giving up on him. But right, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. But uh, it did not surprise me at all when Mike White was announced the starter for uh, Week 17 against Seattle. So. Yeah, we'll take a look at that. Um, what a, you we we had some uh, Eagles uh, injury updates. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're, they're they've been uh, relatively healthy all year long, but it's starting to uh, catch up to them late in the season. Um, Lane Jans- Lane Johnson, the right tackle for uh, the Eagles, probably one of the top three, maybe top two right tackles in the game. Uh, he got injured in the uh, fourth quarter of the Dallas game. Uh, torn abdominal or abdomen anyways stomach right torn stomach tendon so Ooh. yeah i know it, uh, sound it sounds horrible especially for an offensive lineman yeah, uh, right. uh he's not going to be back the rest of the season or rest of the regular season they think he'll be he'll be ready to play in the uh playoffs but we'll see we'll see that's a we'll see. that's a tough injury for him um and also um uh Cornerback Avante Maddox uh, has some kind of a uh, toe problem, toe issue, turf toe possibly. Uh, he's he's out indefinitely. So, okay. so uh, along with Jalen Hurts, there, I think that's going to be uh, starting to take a toll maybe on Philadelphia, which has been pretty fortunate with their injuries this year. They've not suffered any major injuries outside of a, a 
a couple of minor ones. Well, yeah, well, yeah. a big one that they've they've they had since last week, uh, Jalen Hurts. So, but yeah, until until then, I mean, right. uh, I thought that Dallas Goddard was hurt for a little bit. So it was, um, yeah, that's true. He was on, uh, yeah, he was on IR for four weeks, four games, but he's back now. Um, yeah, and then Jalen Hurts is still day to day, I guess, if you want to if you want to frame it that way, right? Okay. Week to week, right? All right, um, cool. We have a, a couple injury updates, or at least one injury update. But the big news coming out of New England: Mac Jones fined eleven thousand one hundred and thirty-nine dollars for a low block on Eli Apple. What do you know about that, Brandon? Yeah, it's stupid, dude. Um, he, he, the dude picked Mac Jones right, and he was returning it and one of the players started chasing him down and Eli Apple was coming right behind that guy. So Matt Jones like fell to the ground to, you know, get Eli Apple out of the picture. And Eli Apple came out and called it a dirty play. Two or three other people from different teams to come out and called Matt Jones for dirty for doing that. Uh, the NFL fined him $11,000. And now the big talk outside of the fine is now the NFL is converting should they suspend Matt Jones for that hit? So he may be getting suspended for a couple of games for that hit as well. Um, was it dirty? Uh, huh? I didn't say it. Was it dirty? I I saw it. I don't. I've seen. I mean, worse. in my I've opinion, dirty. I don't me, think it's not, it was dirty. It, it might be an illegal play. I don't know that I would call it a dirty play. I mean, yeah, you're a quarterback right. trying to trying to tackle somebody or trying to block somebody. Uh, he did. Dive, dive at his and dive in front, low in front of him. Yeah, right. and that's exactly what I'm saying, Richard. That's why I don't think it was a dirty play. If if Mac would have dove at his ankles or his kneecaps, then you could call it a dirty play. He dove in front of Eli Apple, so Eli Apple had to fall on top of him. So it wasn't a dirty play. It wasn't like he was fought, you know diving at his legs or anything. Um, but it's as a good way to break as, somebody's uh, leg, though. Huh? Uh, right, that's how you take people's knees out. That, that's why yeah, it's a good way to break somebody's leg. I think that's why there's a rule there, but I don't know. Yeah. That I'm, I'm with Brandon. I don't know that it was a dirty play because right. Eli, Eli Apple saw him. I mean, he was like, yeah. he had plenty of room to go around him or to you know jump over him or however. Yeah. It wasn't like he was totally blindsided by a guy coming up and going for his legs. Yeah, um, right. I, I I've seen dirtier hits every game I've watched this year. <laughs> if you want to yeah. call it dirty. So, I mean, right. illegal, I'm, I'm okay with the fine. You know, you're not supposed to do that. You're going to get players hurt out there. Um, but um, if he would have just wrapped, you know, maybe reached with his arms and try to wrap him up a little bit it's, instead of just uh, being a bowling ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of, you know, it stopped him. It did. It did. He blocked him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But as far as the injury-wise, uh, the only thing I got so far is tight end Hunter Henry is day-to-day with a knee injury. And it's, uh, you know, it, it sucks to see an injury, but this injury was kind of hilarious how it came about. Somehow him and uh, the, the fucking other tight end, the dude that we got from Tennessee, Smith, whatever the hell his first name is, uh, they were both running routes and they were going in the same direction and they ran directly into each other and Hunter Henry messed his knee up with that. So he's day to day with a knee injury. Um, the 
Devontae Parker was out last game with a, with a concussion. I haven't seen anything on him yet. Yeah, um, hopefully we'll have more updates about him on Thursday. So yeah. Um, be, see if he practices. Damian Harris has been out the last four games with, I I think, with a kidney injury or something something like yeah. that. Um, I haven't seen any updates on him either and everything. So. And yeah. Jack Jones apparently was out last game as well, so. Yeah, yeah, and uh, um, like I said, hopefully I think, we'll, I think Jack Jones, uh, I, we should have more information. You guys smell that in the air? I think I smell a little saltiness because Uncle Gus is out of the playoffs, baby. It's me and Uncle Richard. <laughs> Let's go. I'm guessing you're since you're talking since you're a New England fan and talking about playoffs, you have to be talking about fantasy football. <laughs> have yes, to be exactly, like you exactly. have to. That, be. That's what I'm okay. talking about. But we're still alive. We're still alive. Remember that, Dad. We're fighting for the seventh seed. If we beat y'all, we're in. Well, um, it sucks to hear about all about all these injuries and stuff. Um, there is no injuries going on at the Miami Dolphins. They're in great shape, ready to go for this week. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I'm got a quarterback named Tua. <laughs> um, uh, big news out of the Dolphins, of course, is that Tua has entered the concussion protocol once again for the second time this year. Um, he played the game, finished the game, and then um, came in the next morning and uh, complained about uh, concussion symptoms. Um, I don't know whether that's spaciness or headaches or whatever. He complained about concussion. So at that time entered into concussion protocol and of course, you know, Twitter warriors and people are like that are trying to pinpoint when exactly it happened in the game. And, and oh my God, he played, you know, even more after it happened. Whatever, dude. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know how. Again. I mean, of course, the only thing I feel. Yeah, the only the only thing that I could say about this is, of course, to a safety. That's it. I mean, that's the most important thing is um, is his safety, and hopefully he gets, you know, gets well soon. But it really needs to take a look. I know it's – um head injuries are not anything to play with. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we've seen life's um, destroyed um, – the NFL uh, could cut – you know, head injuries has destroyed people's lives um, – the NFL has dealt with lawsuits concerning this and rule wanting rule changes. And, um, and we're way, we're, we're too far along in, you know, in the development of the new helmets and all of this and all of that for you, you know, if you're prone to it, um, you know, and that's just, that's just two of the problem is to a, is a NFL football player and he's going to want to play. So, you know, I believe, um, I believe it's his safety first, even to the point where it's the league's job to protect him from himself. If it comes down to that, you know what I'm saying? So hopefully they deal with this um, a lot smarter than they dealt with, you know, dealt with it earlier in the year, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, the game, you know, again, the game, we'll talk about it here in a, a few and takeaways from the East, but the game was really hard. Uh, really hard to watch, you know, um, and then this to come out afterward, um, you know, I mean, there's, I don't know. I don't know. You hear so much stuff like right now, all I'm trying to do as a Dolphins fan is 
is let everything sink in. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, you know, you have people on one hand yelling, oh, no wonder why he had such a terrible game. You know what I'm saying? The second half, because if he was dealing with head injuries at that time, you know what I'm saying? And then, oh, so you have all that. Um, supposedly he didn't have any symptoms during the game. Um, so who knows, man, who knows? Um, it's what it, to me, as far as head injuries and concussions and concussion protocol, it comes down to his safety. And even if he has to be protected from himself, you know, cause, um, he's not going to want to give up his career. You know what I'm saying? So sure. Sorry. So, uh, well, we watched this game over your house, Josh, on uh, yeah, uh, on Christmas Day. Um, yeah, he throws three interceptions in the fourth quarter, which just seemed unlike Tua because he's generally pretty accurate and pretty good at making decisions and stuff. So, um, I didn't think anything about it, but yesterday when I got up, there was there were rumors on Twitter, like you said, people are trying to pinpoint exactly where he suffered his head injury. Um, so and then later on it came out he did have a concussion and stuff. I think uh yeah, you have to take Tua's health into consideration. That's first and foremost, you know. Right. Uh even though you're in the middle of a playoff hunt right now, uh you know, I would set him down for as long as you need to. Um Yeah, I mean you're you're paying you're paying Teddy Bridgewater for a reason. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I'd feel confident he, with Teddy, he's played Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater crap this Teddy. year, but when he had to play, but you know, yeah. And you're paying him for a reason. And that's something big, you know, um, Gus commented, and this is what I was going to get into next. He says, has Tua had a complete injury-free season? And the answer to that, Gus, is no, he hasn't. And that's something that, that you got, everybody needs to, like, hit the brakes and remember that this is still an evaluation year for Tua. The Miami Dolphins are trying to decide this year, depending on how he plays, um, if he's the answer long-term moving forward, you know what I'm saying? The two big concerns for Tua was he, he was always pretty decent with accuracy and good with accuracy. Decision-making was always a problem. Every now and then he would make a bad decision, not a whole damn half of a game. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and injuries, injuries has always been a problem for Tua dating all the way back to college. And he has not had a season in the NFL where he's been healthy the whole season. So if you're thinking about keeping him long-term, paying somebody like Teddy Bridgewater or somebody to back him up because statistics say he will not make it through the whole season, you know what I'm saying, um, injury-free. So, yeah, I mean, it's rough, you know, and this is all just plays into um, – but, yeah, I, I agree with you, Rich. The, the three interceptions in one quarter was definitely out of character. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, was it due to head injury? I don't know. You know, I mean, some people. Yeah. yeah. And they were bad. They were bad interceptions. I mean, like there's yeah, one where, a couple of them just made no sense of where yeah, he was the ball to. So, no but you can't expect somebody like uh, Tua or anybody's uh, worked their way into a, a NFL starting quarterback position to take themselves out of the game. They're just not going to do it right. um, uh, regardless. So he tried to, you know, He's going to play through any injury that he can, so can't blame him for that. But right. um, yeah, it's an awful situation for the Dolphins. I mean, you know, and for Tua to yeah to uh, yep, very much so, very much so. The only thing so. I want to add, real quick, Dad, before we go any further, um, it, you know, you know, I understand that Tua is still young and stuff, but. He needs to start thinking about maybe life beyond football. 
because it's bad to have one concussion a year. If you have two concussions a year, let's say he gets back out there, starts playing in the playoffs. You guys do make it to the playoffs and he starts playing. What if he has a third concussion for the year? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was supposedly he's already had three. They just missed the first one in the Buffalo game. Oh, supposedly okay. he had one in the Buffalo game, one yeah. in the Cincinnati game, and now one in this game. Yeah, once yeah. One, you know, uh, once you get yeah, one, I'm with you, Brandon. I'm, I'm with you. That's four. Yeah, yeah. Once it, once you get one, then they just they're easy. They just come easier and easier. Yeah, right. That's yeah. the nature of concussion. So uh, yeah. let's hope not. I mean, I like to. I I have a lot of faith in him. I think he's a good player. Um, hate to see a person loses a career for injury, but I don't know yeah. what you're gonna do. What can you do? Yeah, I mean. You, you, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, um, it wouldn't be as dramatic as like an Andrew Luck kind of thing, but I mean, I don't think anybody, I think a lot of people understand exactly what Brandon's saying. And a lot of people actually is saying that, you know, even a doctor and from the Miami area came out and said that he really needs to think about possibly retiring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because this could hurt him long-term, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, and it's something, it's just something that he's going to have to consider yeah. and take a look at. And, yeah, um, you know, he wouldn't be the first young quarterback to retire early due to, you know, um, well, you, you um, see it happen. It happens with a lot of players more and more now. A lot of yeah, players right. will, right. You know, I'm yeah. just talking high. He wouldn't be the first high profile quarterback to do it. Right. I mean, Andrew Luck is, you know, look, look at him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I see, problem. but Andrew Luck, dad, didn't do it because of concussions. He did it because something was badly fucked up with his liver because dumbass yeah. Indianapolis wouldn't get people to block for him. So his liver. Yeah, it's all due up. to injury. That was my yeah. whole point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I bet Andrew Luck's glad he's not playing this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> the way they're off yeah. the line has been going. Like, well, well, see, Rich, the two years right after he retired, Indianapolis had a top five offensive line, and I think they would have won, possibly won both the Super Bowls back-to-back years those years. But um, now it's just like their fucking offensive line has been went back to being shit. I, I think Nick Folk on Monday night got sat for like, what, six times, seven times or something in the game? Yeah, it was like That shit was ridiculous. All right. All right. Um, you got anything uh, out of Washington? I think that's the last. Is there – you got any injury, injury <clears throat> updates or anything we need to be keeping an eye on injury-wise? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. What, what was you going to say, Rich? No, you go ahead first. I'll, I'll add it to it if you don't mention it. Go ahead. Uh, the only thing I wrote down is, uh, is Chase Young fully healthy because on Saturday he didn't look like the Chase Young that we're used to seeing. He, he didn't get any pressure to the quarterback. Um, you know, and not to not to say that San Francisco doesn't have a good offensive line because they do, but I mean, come on, it's Chase Young. Chase Young, back when we seen him healthy, we know what Chase Young looks like. He makes pressure. He gets up in the quarterback's faces. Um, yeah, he definitely looked like it was his first so, game back. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, it's gonna take so, a little while to get back into it. So. Yeah, it, it kind of got me wondering: is he fully healthy yet, or does he still have that lingering in- injury? And then, uh. The the other big one that coming from Washington is is Curly, uh, or however the hell you pronounce his name. Back is he coming back from injury? Because he was out this San Francisco game, and you could tell it was massive because he's been good for Washington all all year round. Um, 
and they really missed his presence on on Sunday. I, I you know, um, so I haven't heard anything about him yet. Um, I we Hopefully should we'll probably hear something Thursday. by Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So. What'd you have, Rich? Yeah, I don't know. If this is not really injury related, but is there a co- quarterback controversy in Washington because they brought in Carson Wentz and he? Yeah. <laughs> There actually is. Ron Rivera was doing a press conference and uh, people was asking him about that. And he said that he's going to do whatever he feel is best for the team. Um, and then they started asking him about, well, what about his players' opinions and all that? He said his players' opinions matter because they should have a voice in it. But he said ultimately he's going to do whatever he feels like is best for the team. So. That's a very Ron Rivera kind of thing. You know? Yeah. yeah. Very, don't go coaches... with Carson Wentz. Don't, don't do it. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you. You still got a chance right. to make the playoffs. Don't do it. All right. That um, That's all I got for news from the East. Y'all ready to get away, get over to takeaways? Yep. Yep. All right. Cool. Takeaways from the East. All right, let's go ahead and uh, kick it off with uh, last Thursday's game. Do you all remember that game? Doesn't that seem like like it was like a month ago? You know, yeah, it's so weird. It ain't been a week, but so much has happened since last Thursday. Um, The Jaguars beat the Jets nineteen to three. Um, And like I said in news from the East, for me, the big thing in this game was just um, the fact that um it feels like to me i know that i know rich that you're saying um are there they are saying the jets organization and coaches are saying they have not given up on him but i would be willing to bet money at least for this year they have given up on zach wilson with three minutes left in the game in the third quarter they benched mac wilson for chris stevler who um who actually i don't know if you guys know this but he started the game as a wide receiver is that like a wide oh, wow. receiver number five? Yeah, I so, did not know that. No. Yeah, he was actually on the roster as a um, for that game. He was he was uh, starting as a wide receiver, like number four or number five. So, um, uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Zach Wilson um, did not have a good game. Nine for 18, 92 yards, zero touchdowns, and one extremely costly interception. Um, Chris Street Strevler. He went 10 for 15, 90 yards, zero touchdowns. He had nine carries for 54 yards. Garrett Wilson had four receptions for 30 yards and a very costly fumble. And uh, Quentin Williams, he had a sack. Um, but other than that, the, it was really weird, but the Jets' defense was extremely quiet. So um, the Jaguars' offensive line did a really good job of kind of um, protecting um, Lawrence and um, not allowing, you know, to get giving him time and um, the wide receivers or more wide wide receiver, their tight end. (laughs) Evan Ingram had a, had a pretty big game, seven receptions, 113 yards and ETN had a good game and ran for almost a hundred yards. So they were able to get it open. uh, Can I cut in real uh, quick? Yeah. But other than that, the defense was pretty quiet. Yeah. What's it? What? Um, First of all, it's absolutely hilarious when you throw a second string quarterback in who started off wide receiver and he plays yeah. better than your starting quarterback that you started the game with. I mean, come on. You, you can't tell me I'm wrong. Well, I right? mean, one of the reasons for he that, I believe, is he's a totally different kind of quarterback. 
And yeah. so he threw their defense off. Yeah. Because up yeah. to that point, they didn't have to worry about the quarterback running. Now yeah. all of a sudden they had to. So yeah. I think, yeah, I just think that will give it a little bit of a boost, and you know, but yeah. Second I, thing I, I wanted to say real quick. Um, can we all please just say that we was entirely wrong about this? We all sit here and laugh our asses off at the thought of uh, Sauce Gardner ever taking on a tight end. Well, let me tell you something. Over half the time in this game, he was lined up against Evan Ingram, and Evan Ingram was burning the fuck out of Sauce Gardner. Like, Sauce Gardner would lose him. Evan Ingram yeah. would catch the ball and get, like, 50-some yards down the field. Yeah, I feel, I feel really bad. Mad. I, like, punching the ground and shit. Yeah, I feel really bad because, I, you know, I – um. I mentioned on our Thursday podcast or yeah, on Thursday podcast that they should put sauce Gardner on a tight end. I guess that was a bad idea. They shouldn't have listened. <laughs> yeah. To Evan Ingram, uh, like fought sauce Gardner up. It was the first time we've seen right. it out of the whole year. I was Weird. like, what the fuck? Um, I, I tell you, Evan Ingram was terrible at the giants. I mean, I, he was yeah. uh, so mid, but now he's tearing it up. Yeah. And, and, and he said, well, he signed that one year contract with the Jaguars to kind of, it's a prove it deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To get that long-term contract. So, um, I mean, the Jets defense, like you pointed out, Brandon, other than Quentin Williams' sack, the defense did play pretty bad, which is uncharacteristic for that Jets defense. But they are young. Uh, but we have to give props to the Jaguars, man. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence went 20 for 31, 229 yards. <clears throat> um, he also had seven carries for 51 yards, one touchdown. He did fumble the ball once but it ended up not hurting them in the long run. Travis Etienne at 22 carries for 83 yards. And, of course, Evan Ingram, seven receptions for 113 yards. So, um, yeah, the Jaguars, I don't know what they Jaguars look them, good right now. Yeah, yeah they look it, good it's right like now. Doug Peterson is, like, at the midway point, had a conversation with them, and he was like, look, we're going to be a good fucking team now or something. And they, they've really turned their ways around. I, I honestly think they're going to win their division and make the playoffs. So. Yeah, well, um, as of right now, they're, they're in the lead. They're, you know, fourth. They have that fourth spot in the playoffs. And, yeah, I'm with you, Brandon, and I think they're going to um, keep a hold of that and be able to win their division, go into the playoffs. And, you know, they could be a scary team right now for, for somebody. So, that is cool. All right, on to the Saturday games. Bills, Bears. Um, the Bills won pretty easy, thirty-five to thirteen. What you got, Rich? Yeah, and they, they did win pretty handily, but it was uh, it was actually ten to six at halftime. So Chicago was kind of hanging in there. Um, Josh Allen didn't have a great game. He still looks a little bit off. Um, he was fifteen for twenty-six, one hundred seventy-two yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He did have a, a rushing touchdown as well on top of that. Um, but they are kind of rounding into form, the Bills. They, you know, right. I think they're running rounding into playoff form. They're they had 200 rushing yards in this game against Chicago, which I know their defense isn't the stoutest typical Chicago defense, but right. um, yeah, they just in the second half of that game, they were just too much. They just kind of overpowered the the Bears and uh pulled away there. Right, um, right. Yep. Yeah, but Josh, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is he, he looks like he's about eighty percent? I don't know. I think so. Right. So, so that elbow, I think that arm injury is still bothering him. Right, but 
You got anything, Brandon? Anything to mention before I move on? Uh, just like Rich was saying at the halftime, it was ten to six. I really thought the Bears had a chance of winning this game, and then uh, but just like pulled like, away in that second. Yeah, half. like Rich yeah. said, they just kicked it into high gear and started pulling away, and I was like, damn. I think the, the Bears are going to take this off season and kind of rebuild that defense, and pray yeah. next year they might they might you know be a little bit of a threat. I think at least they yeah. found their long term quarterback. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I do think they have their quarterback, <laughs> their uh, uh, quarterback of the future for sure. Uh, right. I mean, you still need to develop Justin Fields into throwing. He's not that great at throwing. Yeah, yeah, He's but they will. Arm, I mean, they though. will. I mean, they, yeah. you know, there's other quarterbacks that had to had to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think he's going to progress fine. I think, uh, like four in four years from now, nobody's going to want to play Justin Fields. <laughs> I mean, Lamar yeah. Jackson won an MVP and didn't know how to throw the ball. So yeah, you know, that's true. <laughs> no, he's, he's learned how to throw the ball though. since then. He's learned yeah. how to throw the ball since then. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, the, um, the Bears need a lot of players on that team, so they've got a ways to go. Right, and and so, um, so it's interesting to so you one of your takeaways from this game is that you don't believe the Bills are at a hundred percent. No, and but I do think they might be season. about ready to clinch the their uh, division here, right? right. Yeah, they and already they won it. They've already won it. Yeah, they yeah. already won. Oh, okay, the they've already yeah. it. Okay, I yeah, they've won. They've won the division, so yeah. they're still they're still uh, fighting. Uh, they're well, they're actually got um um uh, overall. They're going to have home field advantage or the bye week, but they have a tiebreaker. Uh, with the, with they the, have the tiebreaker over he, Kansas City, so we got to yeah. see what happens these last two weeks. They're yeah. kind of still fighting with Kansas City over that, but as of right now, the Bills have it because they have the tiebreaker. All right, next up, twenty-two to eighteen, Bengals, Patriots. What you got, Brandon? Uh, I wrote some notes down. I I honestly thought this game was pretty good. Uh, uh, well, okay, let me get something straight to you. All right, when we went to halftime, this game was dog shit. I, I thought it was well over for New England. It was twenty two to nothing. I thought, oh my god, why why did I even call this game? I, I thought it was over with. <laughs> then New England comes out, gets a pick six off of Joe Burrow. I'm like, oh shit, we got a chance now. Twenty two to seven. <laughs> Then we stop them. They go for now, have to kick it back to us. Then we get the ball back. We go down, score another touchdown, 14 to 22. I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. And then um, before you know it, the game's 18 to 22. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay, we we got got a, a game going here. I mean, if you honestly go watch me call that game, I think that was the most hype I've ever got. I was up yelling, <laughs> screaming banging on shit like i cannot explain how excited i was getting there and then to cap it all off jamar chase fumbles the ball inside their own red zone we get the ball back i'm like oh this game is definitely over we got it in the bag i'm like just keep on running the ball with ramon stevenson what a fucking loss that was ramondre stevenson fumbles the ball on the five yard line to get the ball back to the Bengals and secure the win so I wrote down in my notes, I just said, I really like how hard New England fought in this game. Uh, but this team still really confuses me. They're still really up and down. How the hell do we get blown out by the Raiders or, you know, lose to the Raiders, but then compete like that with a top five team and the Bengals? And had Stevenson not lost the ball, I think we would have honestly won that game. 
You could have. Yeah, definitely yeah. had a chance. So, um, and uh, I, I also wrote down that Matt Jones had a pretty good game. He went 21 for 33, 240 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So, he was playing pretty good in that game against the Bengals as well. So, that's what I got cool. from it. Cool, cool. Rich, you got anything? Yeah, I kind of paid attention to most of that game too. Uh, boy, New England really needed to win that. They really needed yeah. to win that game. Um, and Brandon's right. They came back. They came back from being down uh, the first half and uh, made a game out of it. Uh, uh, real unfortunate that they were a uh, the guy fumbles there and stops the comeback. So right, but um, yeah, uh, yeah Cincinnati my- is playing great ball right now, though. They're yeah, on, they're yeah they are. Cincinnati well. looks really good. Um, my biggest thing um, from this game didn't even, it came from after the game. It actually came after Sunday and I look back, it was this and the Jets game. And I was very grateful for the Patriots and Jets loss um, because, you know, that keeps the Dolphins alive um, for the playoffs. And um, let's just do it one more week. All we need. Week 17, all I need is the Patriots and Jets to lose. That's it. Those two lose, Dolphins are in. Well, that's the thing. Uh, We play week 17, Dad, so that's going to be a massive game. We can get more into that on Thursday, but that's going to be a massive game. Whoever wins that game is going to be in the playoffs. No, not at all. If the Jets win, then neither one's going to the playoffs. (laughs) No, we would still be in because we had the tiebreaker over the Jets. We swept them. Yeah, but the Jets have the tiebreaker against us, but they would still be a game ahead. If they won, depending on what, yeah, it would come down to the to the end, wouldn't it? Yeah, because they're seven Sucks. and eight, we're seven and eight. If they win, they're eight and eight, and we would be eight and eight, and we have the tiebreaker yeah. over them. Yeah, but neither one of those is going to happen, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> I like how Dad just shoves that to the side. I mean, so yeah, it's not even an option. I mean, possibility, all right. Well, we play the Patriots in Week Seventeen, and then the Jets in Week Eighteen, so. All I'm saying is, well, I think by week 18, the seventh spot in this in the playoffs is already going to be decided. Yes, yeah, because yeah. the Patriots and Jets are both going to lose this week, and then it'll go to the Dolphins. So there you go. Nah, um, man, right, there's so scenarios next. it feels like though, right? <laughs> I know it's so crazy, and then and then I don't know, I don't get into that shit. Like, do you all uh, read all the scenarios? Because then you even got the tie scenarios. Oh my gosh, yeah. if there's a tie and then this and then that and then this, I'm like, oh my god, this is giving me a headache. There's so listen, many okay, scenarios. Dad. I don't think so. very many people read any of that until the beginning of starting of last season when somehow fucking Pittsburgh had the football gods on their side and they needed like 15 things to fall their way, and it just <laughs> so happened to happen, and they got into the playoffs. And we're like, yeah, what the cool. fuck? Are you serious? Like, they had all that go right for them. It was crazy. I remember that. All right, next up was a really good game. Giants, Vikings. I don't know. Um, Vikings pulled it off at the end, but this was a very close game. Uh, I can't believe the Vikings are now 11-0 and in games decided by one possession this yeah, year. Yeah. They're lucky. It's crazy. Are, this is one of the luckiest teams I've ever seen in Minnesota. Like right. throughout this whole season, like they're gonna they're gonna end up the season with uh, more points scored on them than they scored, but they're gonna be right exactly. Yeah. But they're, they're yeah, they got a great record, one. and they're gonna <laughs> yeah. They're well, still Rich, to wrap around to wrap around real quick on that. That shit's not gonna happen in the playoffs. I can guarantee you that they're not gonna win by one. Yeah, I mean, I 
Ideally, this is not a very. They're going to get blown out. Right. Ideally, this ain't a very good playoff team. I mean, because if you're barely winning games like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 No. No. I. I. Once they've won that game by one possession, Dad. Nothing. Nothing to take away from the Giants. But like you said, this is just a repeating name for the Vikings. I finally put my NFL cap on and decided. The Vikings have got to be the phoniest damn team we've seen in the National Football <laughs> they League keep this season. Their 11 and and they are going to fucking get play- – they're going to get knocked out of the playoffs in one of these yeah. rounds. I, I, think, I, just think was, I think it was kind of funny that um, it was the Vikings and Giants because both this season are known for um, taking games down to the wire. And at the towards you know the whole first half of the season, the Giants were really good at making sure they win those games and pulling it out at the end. Basically, and this game comes down to tur- two turnovers from the Giants. That's the difference in this game. The two key t- turnovers. That's the difference in this day in this game. Daniel Jones went thirty for forty-two, three hundred and thirty-four yards, one touchdown, and one extremely costly interception in the fourth quarter. Um, he also had four carries for thirty-four yards. Saquon Barkley had fourteen carries, eighty-four yards, and a touchdown. Richie James had eight receptions, 90 yards. Isaiah Hodgins, eight receptions, 89 yards, and a touchdown. And it was the interception by Daniel Jones and a fumble by Daniel Bellinger that is the difference in this game. That's what it came down to. You know what I'm saying? It was back and forth, extremely close, and came down to two costly turnovers. Yeah, yeah, kind of sucks, but that's what is that close. So, Dad, all I got to say is real quick is this Viking team has got to be one of the luckiest fucking teams I've ever seen in my life. You're telling me that two weeks ago uh, or or freaking last month, whatever, no, you know, Thanksgiving, they're down freaking 34, 33 points to the damn Indianapolis Colts or whatever the hell that game was. And they rallied back to win that ball game. And then you're telling me now that off of two key turnovers, it still took them to overtime to kick a 61-yard field goal attempt to win this damn game. Yeah, yeah the Vikings yeah, are going to be knocked out of the playoffs in like the first round. Well, I mean, I'm calling yeah, that now. I, I mean, I'm I agree, but the, if you look at the stats they had, I mean, Kirk Cousins, 30, 34 for 48, 299 yards and three touchdowns. Justin Jefferson had a great game, 12 receptions, 133 yards, and a touchdown. But so how it just about sounds this like trade? To me that their defense is ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, their defense is ass. <laughs> Besides the one game, that one game they've stepped up and won a game for them, the rest of yeah. their defense is terrible. But how about this trade um, at the trade deadline? Remember from the uh, Detroit, Detroit Lions? Lions? Got their tight end. TJ Hawkinson had a hell of a game 13 receptions, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. That that's yeah, the kind yeah. of trade. Yeah, I mean they were already won on that trade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, they've already well, they're winning and, and right see, now. The, on the, that funny, trade the funny thing is that is um I feel like that was a trade that shocked the world too. Like everyone was just paying attention, and then all of a sudden we seen TJ Hawkinson get traded, and we we're like, what the fuck? Wasn't TJ yeah, Hawkinson like five teams that are pissed the off line? they didn't trade for him? <laughs> yeah. yeah that well, was a great, uh, well great I think the reason why all of us was so surprised about that was because we all was pretty damn well sure that TJ Hawkinson was supposed to be a building piece for the Lions. Right. I feel like that's right. what we all felt like. 
and then yeah. they just and traded it. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't understand it at the time either. Vikings are smart. They got it. They were on it, and it's already paying off, dude. It, dude's already having big games. Um, he's not a great blocker. Now he's not a great blocker, but he's a good what? He's a good receiver. You know, receiving yeah. tight end. So um, he could put chip shots, but he's not. A, he's not. He's going to develop. He's young, and he's going to develop into into something decent. But with all that said, with air, when everything comes down to the wire, even coming off of this loss for the New York football giants, if they beat Indy in week 17, they're in the playoffs. That simple. They got, they, they, they write their own destiny. Can they beat Indy? That's what they got to do is beat Indianapolis. They beat Indianapolis. They're in the playoffs. That's simple. When I swear to God, in. Indianapolis so. has got to be the unluckiest team in the world. The fucking Chargers had to beat them last night to make the playoffs. Now the Giants have to beat them to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like how many I mean, if I'm Saquon Barkley, I'm telling the team playoff starts now. Playoff oh, starts yeah. right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Right. They have to win. Uh, if they don't beat the Colts, then they have to beat the Eagles in the last week of the game. That's right. But all they have to do is beat the Colts and they're in. Yeah. Colts and they're in. The Eagles game doesn't matter. Shit. So, try, I take my chance on beating the Eagles or the uh, Colts for sure. I'll beat the Colts and rest everybody against the Eagles. <laughs> so, right, yeah, right, honestly. So, but it could be. It's going to be a wild finish there at the end, though. Um, yeah, it's going to be. You know, we were talking about Minnesota. Min- Minnesota's got a real shot. Well, not a real shot, but if if the Eagles lose out their last two games, which is 50-50 at this point, we call it that. Um, being generous, but um, Minnesota gets a home field advantage. So they won't lose in week one of the playoffs. They'll be sitting at home waiting on the last team, the worst team to show up. So, right, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of implications there for sure. Yeah, yeah, a whole lot. And with the injuries, with the injuries um, that the Eagles are coming up, you know, have right now. Right. So. If they're without their starting quarterback, although, you know, Mitchie's fine. He's a fine. Yeah, Mitchie's good. All right, Commanders, 49ers. Uh, 49ers pull it off 37 to 20. What do you got on this, Brandon? Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't watch this game at all. So I had to go watch highlights. And one thing I realized real quick about these highlights is, is, uh, this Washington commander team, man, they hung in there with the San Francisco 49ers. They had a legit, they had a legit shot at winning this game. Uh, until Tyler Heineke started fucking shit up and making dumbass plays. Uh, like he went to go pass the ball, his arm got hit up and got hit the ball and flying up into the air. The 49ers got that. Then the next play, he throws a retarded pass, gets picked off. Then he takes sack after sack after sack. Like, he just started messing. I mean, shit he, they up. are playing the best so, defense in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. I I get the sack part, but like he made a stupid throw for the interception. Uh, the the tip pass up into the air wasn't really his fault because his offensive line get the let the you know defenders get to him or whatever. Um, but right right in there, the Washington Commanders I feel like had a shot, and then uh you know the the 49ers came to life they uh all, all i wrote about the 49ers was as for the 49ers there isn't nothing to really say this team is great they look like a super bowl team this offense is put together they're looking fucking phenomenal and this defense is just a scary defense i said this is a scary team 
And that, you know, it's going to take someone very serious to knock them out of the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be a hard out in the playoffs. Yeah, I I feel like if I had to pick the Super Bowl right now, I'd probably be, I'd probably go the Bills 49ers. I feel like that's where I'd go, probably. I'd go Kansas City 49ers. I do think uh, the 49ers can make an argument as being the best team in the NFL right now. Um, They're playing on a super high level, even though they got a rookie quarterback. Uh, they really don't need a quarterback for the team. That's how good they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Cause nobody's going to score 30 points on them. You know, they're not going to get, uh, they're going to control the scoring with their defense. So, right. But that's why they play the games. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, there you go. And we were talking about uh chase young uh, earlier. Um, he did, he did play some of this game, but I don't think, I don't look for him to be, Chase Young till next year, next season. Right. But it's good yeah. that they get it back and get him playing again. And yeah, he'll pick up a sack or two here a bit. Coming off an ACL like that, it's just going to take a while to get get your legs back. Yep. I agree. I agree. All right. Next up, we got Eagles, Cowboys. Cowboys somehow pulled this off uh, 40 to 34. What do you got? Rip? Put a 40 burger on them. Yeah. First, the first team to put a 40 burger on the Eagles this year. Um, this is, uh, uh, this is a game very much like the Dallas Jacksonville game (laughs) the week before, which, which that score was 40 to 34, by the way, too, only it was reversed. Um, interesting enough, um, uh, Dak Prescott comes out and, uh, uh, throws the pick six on his first pass of the game. Um, but then the rest of the, the rest of the time, he just played like an elite quarterback that he is. Uh, he was stellar. I think he hit his next 15 passes. His next 15 passes were completions. Um, he finished up the day um, 27 for 35. Okay. Uh, over 75% per, uh, percentage on that. 347 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, he just dominated the Eagles defense. I mean, he picked them apart. Um, his stats for um, uh uh, against zone defense against the Eagles was 22 for 22. Wow. I mean, he just, he, he sliced and diced them up. He should get some credit for that. Uh, but the Eagles were a tough team and Dallas's defense is reeling much like at the end of the second half of the Jacksonville game. Uh, they, if they don't get a turnover, they're not stopping anybody at the moment, just because they've got to figure out their, uh, um, uh, DB situation, their secondary situation is really right. it's reeling right now. Uh, I predicted Diggs would uh hold AJ Brown to under 50 yards. Well, AJ Brown's got a hundred yards, and <laughs> <laughs> right, but he didn't get any touchdowns and he got most of those right. yards in the first drive of the game. Uh, yeah. uh and then Diggs kind of locked down on him. But the Cowboys got uh, uh four turnovers in this game, which th- that's how their defense kept you know kept some kind of containment on, on the Eagles. The Eagles look great. Their offensive line is stellar, probably the best in the league. Uh, Gardner, Gardner Minshew, though, um, the backup quarterback, uh, the better of the two quarterbacks. <laughs> right. Um, at least they're throwing the ball. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A quarterback that can read the defense, you know. Right. Um, now, he had a great game. Uh, uh, 24 for 40. But he, he had two touchdowns, but he did have two interceptions and two fumbles. Um, so that uh, that was probably the you know 
the reason they lost probably i guess you can blame right. it on, on the, yeah, turnover. the turnovers that was that was uh, dallas's best uh uh defensive trait they didn't get any sacks on them um uh, they they did get pressure they were always pressuring a bit they just couldn't get get home on it on any sacks but then dallas had any they've had one sacks in three games now so that's a little bit of a problem other than it's really an adjustment that the other teams are making they're just getting rid of the ball quick because they don't want to have to right. deal with deal with the pressure and right. stuff and if that i mean if that forces uh you to make bad decisions and create turnovers, then there you go. It's still working. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. you're well, still either fumbling or throwing interceptions. So. Right. So they're at least doing something at the moment, which uh, uh, is good. But uh, it, it's really up to the offense to really pick up the slack for Dallas, um, which, by the way, they uh, that completed a third and 30 play in right. this game in the third quarter or the fourth quarter, I'm sorry, um, uh, without the aid of a penalty. Right. You know, he, he completed a, a pretty impressive. 50 yard pass to T.Y. Hilton there. Uh, a beautiful bomb there. So uh, yeah. uh, Dex, Dex playing really good. I, I'll give some credit to Brett Marr, the, our kicker. He got snubbed for the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Um, he had uh, he was four for four on extra points and four for four on field goals. That's 16 points from our kicker. So that was right. that was great. Um Brett Maher leads the league in total points at 128 points. So he's having a stellar year. Uh, I got his year. Here's a record uh, year record stats right here. Field goals. He's 27 for 30 extra points. He's 47 for 49. His longest is 60. So that's a pro bowl. That's That's a pro bowl kicker for me. And that's one of the, one of the biggest surprises for Dallas this year. Cause when we picked him up, I was like, Oh no, you know, we we're just going to have a problem, but he's, He's a change. Yeah, well, man. not only that, you all picked him up at the very end. You didn't have a kicker at the beginning of the at the yeah. beginning of nobody crazy. wanted him. Nobody no wanted kicker. Him. Yeah, he got cut by New Orleans uh, yeah. after you know not playing for Dallas last year. But um, uh, yeah, this was a big game for the Cowboys to have any kind of. I mean, we're probably going to get the fifth uh, playoff spot, you know, unless you know a total class by Philadelphia, which is possible, but right. probably not very likely. Um, so this was a big game, um, big sort of a payback game because, you know, avenging our loss. I would, I mean, my my biggest takeaway of this game, it was cool. It was, it was good to see the Cowboys, um, win it, but I would, I want to see these two guys, these two teams play again, healthy. I mean, because the first time they played Dallas had a backup quarterback this time they play the Eagles have a backup quarterback. I want to see both teams healthy play each other because I I think that is going to be a really good game. You know what I'm saying? I think right. wouldn't I mean, it be funny because if we then get that in the playoffs? Because then, well, like the Cowboys' defense for. has to stop, has to account for hurts. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to make it a little bit harder on them. Well, the last time they played, you know, I mean, granted, Ural's backup, uh, the Cowboys' backup quarterback played very well. At, you know, the stretch that he was in there, but um, the Eagles would have to go up against Dak. You know what I'm saying? And which they haven't, you know, I mean, they didn't have to do the first game. You know what I'm saying? So right, I think right. it would be a good balance. I think it would be really good because I think they're both two strong teams and you got a high powered offense against a high powered defense. And I think it would be a really good game. I'd love to see both teams healthy. Um, ideally, that would be cool. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. I like the fact that Dak is uh, eight and three against the Eagles in his career. I like that. Right. That's a good stat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll just say a couple more things. Uh, CD Lamb. Just flat out balling right now. Uh, he had ten catches for 120 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he's playing like an all pro 
wide receiver right, right now. Um, he's just he's just a beast out on the field. Uh, him yeah. and Dak are really really hitting it strong. And one more thing, um, we have a cornerback, Deron Bland. He's a rookie this year. Right at the moment, he's tied in, uh, he's tied in second place in interceptions with five. The the leader is six. Uh, wow. If uh, Dallas has a real shot of having the uh, interception leader back to back with two different people, wow, two years in a row. So yeah. uh, uh, Duran Duran Bland, uh, rookie of the defensive rookie of the year, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if he, you know, yeah, especially if he takes that number one spot, that's kind of weird. You're right, right. <laughs> having a rookie leading the NFL in, in interception, right. but it's possible, and he is a he's a beast. He's a he's well, been. I a mean, good. the only reason why he would get it, let's be realistic, is because he plays for the Cowboys. You know what right. I'm saying? So, well, not the only reason, but uh, he's yeah, not going to get it over. Sauce, <laughs> he's not going to get it over Sauce Gardner, but he should get some kind of right. consideration with being a rookie with five interceptions. Yeah. Yeah, Sauce Gardner plays for the Jets. <laughs> so. Right, but everybody knows how good he is. I mean, and and he's better than Deron Bland, no doubt about that. But right, uh, but uh, and and to be fair to Sauce Gardner, he's not going to get opportunities to get interceptions because people don't throw to him. Right. They will, but they'll throw to a fifth round rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that all throw them all day off. long. And you get picked <laughs> off. Oh, he had one of those interceptions. He just took it. I mean, he just right. took the ball away from. Uh, uh, it was I know it's the wide receiver number three for Philly, but I can't think of his name right now. But uh, yeah, I got to give Duran Bland, Duran Bland, some love there. He's he's been that's cool. He's been a steal. Uh, we picked him up in the fifth round, and he's he's been a playmaker ever since training camp. So cool. All right, Red or Brandon, you got anything on that game? If not, we're gonna no. All right, last game that was on Christmas Day: Packers Dolphins. Packers win 26 to 20. Um, like you said, Rich, earlier, we were watching this game at my house. I was very um, uh, just planning on re-watching it, kind of watching it for the first time. It was playing in the background. We had a lot of stuff going on. I didn't really pay too much attention to it um, that time, but I've re-watched it since then. And I'm going to tell you what, man. As a Dolphins fan, the second half of this game was extremely hard to watch. It was really hard to watch the the second half of this game. Um, Tua in the first half, look at his first half stats. 229 yards, one touchdown, and 144 passer rating. So, in the first half. Um, uh, Raheem Mostert fumbles the ball um, late in the second quarter which puts uh, the score at 20 to 13 at halftime. Um, you know, and, and up to that point, I think it was very, you know, it was very, it was a great game. Um, and that's kind of how I've looked at this game and kind of tried to break this game down, especially with everything coming back out, like we were talking about earlier in news from the East with um, Tua and uh, concussions and, you know, head injury in the first half and things like that. So I've kind of, thought about it at two halves and I thought the Dolphins other than that fumble um, from Mostert played a pretty good game in the first half um, Green Bay did also and um, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great game I, if it wasn't for that fumble um, I think it would have been you know um, uh, I couldn't ask for too much better from the Dolphins um, in that in that first half but the Dolphins were actually uh, – they were shut out in the second half. They scored zero points. 
um, completely shut out. Actually, um, it went four four possessions in a row. In a row, went from a missed field goal, interception, interception, interception. <laughs> that was four possessions. How four possessions ended for the Dolphins? Um, two or three inter- three interceptions. Packers scored on all three of the turnovers. Um, Tua ended the game 16 25, 16 for 25, 310 yards, one touchdown, and of course the three interceptions. Jalen Waddell had a game, um, five receptions, 143 yards, and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill had four receptions, 103 yards. Um, Cater Kohu, the undrafted, speaking of undrafted, or you got yours in the fifth, but uh, cornerbacks that have really shined this year. Um, uh, Cater Kohu, he had um, another interception, um, and the defense sacked Aaron Rodgers twice in this game. Uh, the defense, you know, it, it just when a when a if you if you miss a forty eight yard field goal. And then your next three possessions turn the ball over and give them and give the your opponent great field. Uh, um, you're going to lose the game. That's just how it's going to go. There's no coming back. It don't matter how good your defense plays. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's just they got short. They got a short field three times in a row. Well, four times in a row if you count the the missed field goal. Um, and when you got Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers has the ability of taking taking advantage of that. You know what I'm saying? And um, uh, so you're just going to, you know, you're going to lose the game. And that's kind of when it all fell apart. It's really hard to watch um, because the the main reason is because uh, to me, you know, and I hope that the the Dolphins are still looking at at it as a, an evaluation year for Tua. Although, you know, their actions, they act like they're not. They act like they're, I mean, why else would you, give away all your draft picks. Why would you, you know what I'm saying? Why would you make these dumb decisions and not have a backup plan in case this guy isn't your, your answer long-term, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and then when they traded for uh, Chubb and um, gave away, you know, and gave away the draft pick for Chubb and then um, the Tyreek Hill trade and all of that, I felt like they were just trying to set Tua up for best case, you know, for it to give him no more excuses, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, they got him a new uh, left tackle and they got him a new center and they got, you know, they got him um, a big star wide receiver to go with Waddle and, and you kind of have no, no excuses. But then um, the Chubb trade, when they gave away the last of their draft picks, it kind of was like, Oh shit, they're, it's looking like they're sold onto it. You know what I'm saying? When realistically to me, it's very much still an evaluation year. Um, number one, like we talked about earlier, he hasn't been healthy um, a whole season at all. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's kind of, and then these multiple concussions, like Brandon was talking about this, you know, he could, he could be, um, be getting his fourth concussion of the year. If he, if he plays, you know what I'm saying? In the next two games, or if they make it to the playoffs, is that worth it? You know what I'm saying? I mean, um, and not only that, uh, when it wasn't concussions, it was just concussions this year. Last year, it was something different. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was a different injury. Still missed four, you know, three, four, five games. So, um, and the year before. So, I mean, and then you look at some of these interceptions and it's decision-making still, dude. I, I, the dude, I, I don't understand. He, 
I mean, when when they played in the stretch that they were they won, they played lesser opponents, and he did a lot better job at reading their defenses. Maybe their defenses just wasn't that good. You know what I'm saying? Maybe their defenses weren't as good. Um, Green Bay has a really good defense. They just haven't played. You know, like on paper, Green Bay has one of the best defenses in the league on paper. You know what I'm saying? They just haven't lived up to their potential um, this year. This year or this game, they had a hell of a fucking game. You know what I'm saying? Um, I guess they decided to, you know, to keep it all for one game or, you know, when it matters, you know, they're still playing for that, that playoff position. I'm not, I haven't given up on Tua. I'm not going to give up on Tua, but I hope everybody, you know, remembers that this is still an evaluation year. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, you still have one more year and then you have to decide on the fifth year option. And um, it's very much an evaluation year and his injury is very, his injuries are very much a concern and the decision-making, you know what I'm saying? I mean, because uh, uh, I think a lot of people are forgetting that in every game up until that five game winning streak, Tua made a dumb decision and threw an interception one it or one it, um, interception every game you know what i'm saying and, and, and for the first few games and then he cleaned it up didn't throw any interceptions for a stretch and i really thought he was getting over the dumb decision making and he was checking it down or throwing it away instead of making you know trying to force that ball in when he doesn't have the arm strength to force a ball into such a tight window um the the way this offense is set up and what what uh, Coach McDaniel's trying to do is realistically, you just need a quarterback that can do their job. You know what I'm saying? That can just not turn the ball over. Um, protect. You know, uh, he's 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 scheming um, Waddle and and Tyreek Hill open with schemes. You know what I'm saying? He's he's confusing defenses in the middle of the field, which are allows these guys to get open. So all you you have a big window to hit. You know what I'm saying? Um, the run game, it should be, you know, he's, he's uh, using the offensive line now that it's looking more healthy to, to create run games, you know, to create yardage um, after, even after contact. So you just need a quarterback that can do their job. You know what I'm saying? And we're supposed to be evaluating to if he can do this job long-term. And I hope people don't forget that, especially yeah. the people that need to make that decision. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, McDaniel um, 100% seems sold on Tua from the, you know, from the, yeah, definitely. Well, so, well, well, I'm, and I'm glad he is. I mean, or at least I'm glad he's saying that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because he had, he just had a coach that, that told him that he didn't think he was shit. You know what I'm saying? And treated him like shit. So he needs that boost of confidence. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and that's great. And everybody, Tyreek Hill is talking about the most accurate quarterback in the league. You know what I mean? I mean and that's awesome. That's a boost. And that's pumping yeah. them up. And that's great. I think all of that stuff's great. Um, and, and they haven't given, they're not going to give up on him this year. You know what I'm saying? And if he doesn't decide to not play uh, and do that as a personal, if he wants to come back next year, then they're going to, they're going to bring him back next year. That's not the answer, but I'm talking long-term answer. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Which I think you're spot on. I think that it's going to be the health, the health concerns that's going to creep into that conversation of wh whether two is going to be their long term quarterback or not. Right. So, and uh, you know, particularly with concussions. I mean, if it was a knee or a you know a broken leg or something, you come back from that. But concussions, you know, they do when they pile up. That that could be a, um, you know, that could be one injury away from retiring. Right. 
Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Well, see, the the other big thing is, um, <clears throat> like we've seen concussions really badly fuck people up after they retire from the National Football League, and these was people getting concussions once a year like there were people like Tua that gets a concussion every single year and they would only get it once a year we're talking about Tua now having two people even screaming that he's already had three what's going to happen when he gets back in there is he going to get another one like it is very very bad to have more than one concussion a year so you know like, like I said I, I hope the world for Tua, he's been balling out all season long. I hope he can continue playing. Um, but a- after having this many concussions in one season, maybe he needs to sit down, talk with his family, talk with his wife if he has one. Uh, he does, and recently maybe, married. Yeah, he needs to sit down, talk with her, talk with his family, and maybe decide what's best for his future. You know, I know he loves the game of football, but – is it worth possibly killing yourself or getting a very serious fucked up brain injury? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I will say Troy Aikman had about 30 concussions when he played for the Cowboys. Like back in the day, people like that was just, you know, uh, what's the most he ever had in one season. I would like to know that stat. I bet I bet it was a bunch because back in the day, yeah, they, back in the day, they, they rough in a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, like, right, exactly. Yeah, I back in the day, you home. could fucking you could fucking fucking clothesline a person and they wouldn't give a fuck. They would yeah. not call flag on that shit. They did right. not care back in the day. Yeah, but now, Troy Aikman talked about playing games he don't remember anything about. So, oh yeah, definitely. You yeah. don't remember yeah during the yeah. game after the game. But, um, I kind of hate. I kind of hate that the whole concussion thing has come up again, and it it makes me feel bad. But I. But the one. The reason why I hate it is because it was Tua's fucking fault. The Dolphins lost this game. This one hundred percent falls on Tua right here. He doesn't throw these three picks. Dolphins don't lose this game. It's that. It's that point blank. But then I can't be that harsh. And now I feel bad saying that because I don't know. Was he dealing with head? trauma at that time and just uh, does that is that the reasons for the bad decision making you know what I, I mean so now i can't yeah i want to be able to be pissed off at tua you know what i'm saying but i can't right. because now i feel bad for him because what if yeah. the dude was playing through a head injury you know what i'm saying he may and have been the out there seeing the dumb stars and not because if you look at you know. these go back and look at the tape and look at these three interceptions two of them make no sense at all <clears throat> at all at all what the only one that makes sense is where he had to throw over the defender and then down to down to him, and he accidentally threw over the defender and over Tyreek Hill. That's the only one that makes the other two make no sense at all. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, just and I don't know. I don't yeah, it's know, gonna be it's, it's gonna be hard for any quarterback to take themselves out of a game, though. Um, yeah, it's just it, it will be. It will yeah, be, and and he's gonna want to come back and play. And yeah. like I said earlier, it is the league and the uh, ultimately the team the team and the league's job to protect him from himself. So um, don't let him come back. Don't let him come back for these two games or the playoffs. If they make it to the playoffs, if he's not good to come back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, just because he wants to come back cannot be reason enough to bring him back. Yeah. Maybe yeah, a good idea. Had his down, health yeah. has to come first, even despite him. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's a tough situation. Uh, right. Yeah. It's really rough. Um, hey dad, real quick. Before we end the podcast, I got uh, one final thing I want to say. He makes a great, great point. 
Um, Gus says, uh, for people not watching this and listening to it in podcast form, says they have to bring him back. It's only $23 million and they only have $5 million left in salary cap for next year. Is that true. The I mean, it's pretty, yeah, the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, it pretty much because they, you know, because of the Chubb trade, um, that's all they have left. So, yeah, it's kind of, he's definitely going to be the best option. I'm with you, Gus. Um, that is very true. But yeah. remember, remember <laughs> that part of having Tua on your roster is having a pretty good backup quarterback. Um, uh, because you, you know, he hasn't proved that he can stay healthy a whole year. So, Gardner Minshew. Gets traded to the Dolphins. That well, he's a free agent at the end oh, of the year. So I, well, there you go. Dad, oh, there you go. They Dad, sign him to Dad, back up Tua. They can trade Dad. Jalen Hurts, maybe. Dad, real quick. Give him Teddy Bridgewater. If Gardner Minshew gets traded to the Dolphins, do we start? Or no, he would be a free then, agent. So. Yeah, he's a free agent. Do we then start having a conversation about him starting over Tua? Oh, no, definitely not. But don't worry, all you do is just sit down. He's going to get potential to he, he will be get better than Dua. Oh, yeah, well, they, here's the thing, and then we're getting, we're getting way off topic. But if Gardner Mishu wants to be a starter, there's going to be a team where he can go to to do yeah. that. Oh, yeah, I definitely you know. Think so, he, he, if he wants to be a starter, he might, you know, if he, he might take the yeah. money and be a backup. But if he wants to be a, a starter, I don't know if he'd go to Miami, you know, because that's yeah, going to be a problem. Yeah. But yeah, if he, but he could go to, you know, he could go to maybe Arizona because. No, they uh, got a lot of money invested in somebody. I know, but he's yeah, got they, they he's miss half next year anyway. Tyler Murray, a million yeah. dollars. No. So. Yeah. All right. So uh, he goes somewhere. Somebody will have him. Right. Before I, I see him going to the, the Colts or the Tensons. Right. Before I end the topic of this game, and we'll get into that more of in, in the um, offseason. Um, but before I end this game, I do want to give a, a Rod his props 24 for 38, 238 yards, one touchdown. He did have one. Interception, the Cater Kohu, Cater, Cater Kohu interception. So good job, Aaron Rodgers. Way to keep your team alive. Dad, by the way, and still in playoff hopes. Dad, by the way, before go. we end the podcast, I got one last thing to say. Just like Philadelphia sent Jacksonville those cheese Philly cheesesteaks, I got twenty trucks on the way to Green Bay right now, filled of Kentucky bourbon, baby. Thank you, Green Bay, for keeping us in the playoffs, baby. Let's go. Well, you know what's going to happen is uh, Aaron Rodgers okay. is going to work his way into the into the playoffs, and they're going to take Dallas out. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, Say if that happens, I'm sorry, but I will piss on myself. Yeah. That will be hilarious. Through Aaron Rodgers. It, it, it's, it, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like Aaron Rodgers battles back dominates the second half of the Dolphins game just to keep playoff hopes alive to get to the NFC championship game and lose to the 49ers. <laughs> so, yeah. I said, well, I, I don't you know. know. <laughs> yeah. It could be crazy. It's going to be, yeah. going to be a, a crazy playoffs here in a few weeks. Yeah, it will be. And as we move closer, of course, uh, probably starting Thursday, we'll, we'll start looking at a lot of these uh, scenarios, you know, uh, scenarios that happens and, I don't know. I'm not getting into all the tie stuff and all that stuff, man. That's your God, no. Lord. We'll do that on our next show. We're talking about uh, Jacksonville and Tennessee. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, wild. a lot of fun. Tennessee, could, they can rest all their players this week against Dallas because that game absolutely means nothing. They have right. to win exactly. the following week against Jacksonville, Tennessee. Though, uh, right. 
in, in order to make the playoffs. So this week they're playing a game that means nothing this week. Yep. yep. Which is wild. For cool, some cool, cool. And we'll get into that and a lot more other scenarios and things on Thursday. So um, you may, remember, you can catch us live on Twitter. You can catch us live on our YouTube um, at uh, East NFL on Twitter and um, NFL East. So uh, Thursday, 7 o'clock. Hey. Right? Keep hope alive. Yeah, keep hope alive. Get well, Tua. Until Thursday, y'all. We're out.